second episode of VMware Cloud on AWS Unplugged. I'm your host, Bill Roth, Director of Cloud Economics. We just wrapped up VMworld US with a lot of exciting announcements around VMware Hybrid Cloud Solutions, support for Kubernetes containers, VMware Tanzu Mission Control on VMware Cloud on AWS, and a whole panoply uh, of other announcements. Now let's go back to the migration business, when you want to migrate from on-premise environments to the cloud. And in order to talk about all those new migration features and capabilities on VMware Cloud on AWS, today we bring uh, Jeremiah McGee, Senior Technical Marketing Architect for VMware Cloud on AWS features as our guest speaker. And again, just before we start our podcast, I want to reiterate, VMware Cloud on AWS Unplugged podcast series means no marketing business, just pure knowledge sharing. Welcome, Jeremiah. Thanks, Bill. So migration is key. We see it all the time. Talk to me about why I would want to move my workloads or virtual machines to the cloud. Like what, what, what's motivating people to do that? Yeah, there, there's a few different things that are motivating people. And, and you know, we talk about different use cases for, for VMware Cloud and AWS. And some of these, the lines get blurred a little bit. We talk about data center extension. We talk about data center evacuation. Um, but this all involves migrating your virtual machines. So why would I want to do that? Well, maybe you have a hardware lifecycle that's coming up and you don't want to buy more hardware. So you're looking at it from a OpEx versus CapEx perspective. Uh, so we can say, hey, we don't want to buy hardware. Let's put some workloads out in the cloud. We could have a problem with the data center in, in terms of floor space, cabinet space, uh, power and cooling. Maybe we don't have enough space for that. So we need to migrate our workloads. Uh, maybe you want to be closer to those native services. So you want to take advantage of some AWS native services. So let's put those VMs out in VMware Cloud and AWS, and then you can consume those a little easier. Uh, and then an interesting use case I just heard um, internally uh, from Duncan Epping, and that was he has a customer that is moving their legacy apps that are end of life out to the cloud. Mm. And so what they're gonna do is they have a, a time frame on whatever that looks like. They will move them out of the cloud that will leave them more room on premises to develop some new applications or load some new applications up in their in their data center. And then they they push all their legacy apps out to the cloud and eventually uh, terminate them as they as they see fit. I've definitely seen that when we talk to customers about uh, total cost of ownership models. Talk to me about the key challenges when I consider migrating workloads to the cloud? I mean, one is obviously VMs can be pretty big and the pipe isn't often that big, but yep. what are some of the other challenges? Sure, yeah, bandwidth is a huge consideration. Um, there's uh, different things, you know, like, hey, if we want to move these out here, how do we, you know, manage them, right? How do we monitor them? How do we make sure that they're secure? Um, you know, some other things might be, hey, do we have to change the IP address? So are we going to migrate these VMs over and now we have to change the IPs and update DNS and do all this other stuff? Um, sizing is another concern. So you talked about big VMs and, and small pipes. Uh, how do I get these large VMs out there uh, if they need to be out there? And so there's various methods that, that we, can, uh, we can move those out there. So there, there's a lot of logistics in there. A lot of it comes down to sizing and, and security and operations. Um, and you just got to kind of check the boxes as you go through. Interesting. So is there anything special I need to do on-prem or in the cloud to, to be able to migrate these workloads? Does the phrase link mode seems to be vaguely related sure. to this. Tell me like what, 
what, what do I need to do? Yeah, yeah, this, this is a great question. And uh, I have a lot of customers that talk about this. And, and first they think, so hybrid linked mode is a requirement to, uh, to migrate your VMs. And that certainly isn't the case. And so if we think about linked mode on-premises where we have this kind of single pane of glass, operational consistency, you know, being able to manage multiple vCenters, permissions, roles, things like that, um, you know, between two different vCenters, hybrid linked mode um, affords you the ability to sort of have that same single pane of glass, uh, operational consistency, but it's not a requirement. You can still migrate workloads with API, PowerCLI, uh, you know, from on-premises to the cloud. Uh, if you have hybrid link mode, it's a bonus because now you have the fancy GUI, right? So you can right-click on a VM, say migrate, and you know you don't have to worry about writing some code or jumping into the command line if you're not comfortable with it. Interesting, um, interesting stuff. But I mean, does do I need hybrid link mode for vMotion, or is that not talk to me about the kind of tie together there? Yeah. So so you you only need it for vMotion if you. Uh, um, are going to use the GUI. So if uh -huh. I wanted to migrate a VM, I could say, you know, jump into PowerCLI and, and run my command, migrate VM and, and connect to my on-premises or connect my, from my on-premises to my cloud vCenter, mm -hmm. migrate the VM, and I don't have to have the link mode set up at all. Got it. But if I'm a mere mortal, <laughs> you know, if, if I have marketing in my title, mm -hmm. I probably want to use hybrid link mode, but yeah. I'm comfortable with the command line, Certainly. our CLI. And, and there's plenty of benefits to using hybrid linked mode. Uh, that's just one of the other things. If, if, you're, if you're a mere mortal, you can right click and, and, and click migrate and it makes it a lot easier. Okay. okay. Um, so if I migrate a workload over to the cloud, I got to give it a new IP address, right? That seems kind of problematic. You know, and I think there's probably a lot of reconfig that goes on. Yes. I, tell me some of the issues around that. How do I fix that? Yeah, so, um, you know, there, there's a couple things that you can do if you don't want to re-IP your VMs, uh, you can extend your layer two network. And you can do this um, through a, a few different ways, you know, to extend that subnet out into the cloud. Um, but one of the ways that we can do this is with HCX. And so VMware HCX is an add-on that you get with VMware Cloud on AWS and you enable it, you deploy the on-premises components and there's a cool feature in there that allows you to extend your networks. And so we'll actually Ooh. build a tunnel, stretch that layer two network across and now you can migrate your VMs from on-premises to the cloud. They keep their IP address and they still function perfectly fine. Wow, okay, seems pretty easy. So I'm gonna probably go, um, I think I'd have, I'm gonna go off script a little bit. Let's do it, so, I love that. So let's just say that I make the terrible mistake of thinking that I might want to look at some other public cloud. Sure. I would have to like take some kind of V to V to, I'd have to like take that whole big multi potentially terabyte blob of goo and translate it for the other platform first mm -hmm. before then I do all this migration stuff. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, you basically have to refactor, re-engineer your application. So if you think about today, if you had some application sitting on a Windows VM or a Linux VM in your vSphere environment and you yeah. said, hey, I wanna, I wanna put this in the cloud. Mm -hmm. um, you could put it in Azure, you could put it in AWS um, natively. And that means that you have to refactor that. You have to build it for EC2 or whatever, whatever that functionality is supposed to look like. And, and how much money do you want to invest in that? You know, do you yeah. want your employees to have to learn something new, um, your staff to learn something new, how to not only how to, to learn it, but to manage it, to operate within it, uh, and then, then take a step back and then have your developers 
refactor that application. Right. I mean, that's that's a quite a bit of work. Right. Or since everybody's already using vSphere anyways, let's just forklift that VM over to VMware Cloud and AWS. Still take advantage of all that native cloud goodness and all those native services, but with you know the benefits of having your your vSphere environment that you know and love. So. So it sounds like there's a bunch of ways to migrate. So mm -hmm. I've got command line, I've got hybrid link mode. What, what other options are there? Certainly, yeah. So I, I actually want to throw a slide up here. Um, in this slide, uh, we'll talk about the migration method. So first option to migrate virtual machines is a cold migration. This is where you power off the VM and then you move it from point A to point B. And this could be on-premises to on-premises or on-premises to the cloud. Um, it's just copy a giant OVA file, for example. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Same, same concept, right? You're, you're gonna shut off the VM, migrate it, and when it's on the other side, you just power it on. Right. And it's right where you left off and you're good. You do this one VM at a time. You can do this with 6.5.0 uh, patch D or later. Uh, and you can use it over any connectivity that you have. So a direct connect or VPN over the public internet, mm -hmm. however you're establishing connectivity to your VMware cloud. Um, you know, and then this, you could either do with hybrid link modes, like we talked about through the GUI, mm -hmm. right click, click migrate, and you're good. Or you could use, you know, power CLI and different things like that to move it over. And so this is kind of like your default, you know, worst case scenario, hey, I just got to shut this VM off and move it. Mm -hmm. Now, to that point, how many VMs can you do that to? How many time, how many VMs can or applications can take downtime that it would take to say move a 40 gig VM or larger to the cloud? You know, so there's gonna be your, your test dev and your you know, low hanging fruit that aren't mission critical, anything like that. The next option we have a straight up vMotion. Again, same concept applies. You can use PowerCLI, you can use uh, the GUI with hybrid linked mode. And uh, this is similar in that, you know, you're just you're moving the VM, but it's powered on this time. And so it's still one VM at a time, it's still powered on. Um, there is a requirement to have a direct connect with a private VIF. Um, and certainly you need to have an L2 extension if you don't wanna re-IP the VM. Uh, in this case, you would have, you know, your caveats for long distance uh, cross vCenter vMotion. And there's other things you have to take into consideration too. You know, my distributed switch or standard switch has to be on 6.x. Um, my VM compatibility, the ver you know, hardware version has to be version nine or higher. And then there's EVC mode. And so recognize that your, your hardware, your processors on premises are likely going to be different than the processors of the host sitting in VMware Cloud and AWS. So we need to make sure that, you know, we're using um, EVC to allow that VM to migrate over and, and maintain, um, you know, its availability. Got it. So those are the two basic options. Everybody should be familiar with these options in general for any kind of migration. But then we talk about HCX and we introduce that. Great transition. Tell us more about HCX. Yeah, so HCX is really cool. Um, like, like I said before, it's an add-on that's that's you can enable automatically. You get it with VMware Cloud and AWS, and this allows you to kind of take those migrations and take them to the next level. So we can still do one-off vMotions, you know, cold migrations, things like that. You can also do bulk migration, where we can migrate hundreds of VMs at the same time in parallel. Um, we can initiate them just as you would a normal vMotion where we're just saying, hey, migrate now. Or we can say, hey, let's schedule this application stack to migrate on Saturday morning at three o'clock in the morning. Now, I don't wanna stay up. I don't wanna be awake at three o'clock in the morning to migrate my application stack. So I'm gonna schedule it and let right. HCX handle it for me. So huge benefit there. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is with HCX, we can go all the way back to vSphere 5.0. 
Mm-hmm. Now, there's certain caveats in, in, in the way that things get migrated, but essentially, you know, if you have a legacy environment and you've been struggling to move off of that legacy environment, now we can say, hey, if you have this legacy environment, let's work, move those right. workloads right into the cloud. And then you can get rid of that hardware, whatever your, your, whatever your, your hurdles were. Um, maybe it just, you know, there was too many, too much time in between upgrades and now you can't get updates. HCX will then take me from 5.0 to 5.5 to 6.7 somehow magically. Well, no, it won't even upgrade your, it won't even upgrade your on-premises environment. It'll say, hey, I've got, I've got um, a cluster of, uh-huh. of, you know, of VMs sitting on a 5.x, yeah. you know, cluster. And I want to basically forklift those VMs and put them into the cloud. Now, right. you couldn't migrate those from 5.x to say 6.5 or 6.7 right. because it's not compatible. Right. Right. But we can with HCX. And yeah. so that's the key is to get workloads out of legacy environments that are sort of stuck right. uh, and move them out. And then the other thing here is we can do any standard switches or distributed switches. And if you have legacy environments that are using the old Cisco Nexus 1000 V switches, you know, your old V blocks and, and, and things like that, we can migrate right off those networks. Um, with HCX, we also do WAN optimization and, and you know, deduplication and things like that. So we create a secure tunnel, we compress that traffic and we are able to move those VMs quicker. Wow. And then we also do the network extension for you. So you don't have to go to your network team and say, hey, how do we extend our, our layer two network over here? We can go into HCX and, and just, you know, choose which networks we want to extend and HCX will handle the, the extension there automatically. Doesn't this make the other two irrelevant? Why would I do anything else but this? I would agree with you. I love the product, sure. but there are also situations where you don't necessarily have to use HCX. I mean, if you just have a VM, hey, I just need to get it over sure. to the cloud real quick. By all means, just migrate it. Yeah. Um, but if you need, it's a bigger VM. If it's, uh, you know, there's different things that you have to consider where the, the environments don't necessarily match up from a from a um, backend perspective. Right. This is where HCX really excels. And and the cool thing about this, you have additional options. We can upgrade. We can say upgrade our VMware tools, our virtual hardware, remove our snapshots, retain our MAC addresses, force unmount. ISOs, how many times have administrators went to go migrate applications and the app owner still had an ISO attached in the CD, in the virtual CD-ROM, right? We can force unmount all of that stuff. So we have all these extra options that we can do during the migration process. And then, you know, this gives us four different uh, options of migration. So not only do we have, you know, this typical cold migration in vMotion um, that we just initiate through HCX, we have our bulk migration, which I mentioned, where we can we can migrate multiple VMs in parallel. Um, at this point, as soon as they get over there, we'll do a quick reboot and, and they're in business. So your downtime is significantly less. We have replication-assisted vMotion. So this is gonna combine our bulk migration with uh, vSphere replication, where we're actually um, using vSphere replication to replicate the VMDKs over uh, to the cloud side. And then when we initiate the actual vMotion, we are literally just moving the delta changes through you know, an advanced vMotion over at that point. So you already have the data seeded. You don't have to worry about it. So you can start replicating VMs last week mm-hmm. and the Saturday cut them over, you know, and it's a very quick wow. cut over. Then we also have a, a new option for OS assisted uh, uh, migrations. And this is where we can bulk migrate non vSphere virtual machines. So think of like KVM, OpenStack. So we, you know, we can, we have a, a tool. You literally do a V to V. Essentially, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you, you have basically uh, deploy Sentinel to the, to the application and, or to the workload. And then, um, you know, we, we bring it over and, and, and build a virtual machine and then bring the, bring the, um, the non vSphere workload over to the cloud. Do I generally do this with my, you know, customer success manager or what's the interaction with other people or do I just 
have the I get a link to the HCI docs page and off we go. Both, right? I mean, yeah, if you've got a TAM, customer success, um, your uh, cloud account team, mm -hmm. um, any of the cloud specialists, we have a, a fleet of, uh, you know, VMC SMEs mm -hmm. that can help out. Um, but you don't need any of that. You can go grab the documentation. We have feature walkthroughs, YouTube videos, all kinds of stuff. You could literally just step-by-step -step go through the documentation. When you log into your VMware Cloud Council, it's right there for you. Right. Just click a button that says enable add-on, and then it, once it enables it, it automatically deploys it on the cloud side for you. It provides you with a link to download the, you know, the bits for on-premises. And then you can just follow the, you know, the documentation to deploy it, set it up. And certainly we're, we're here to uh, help you with that in any way that we possibly can, because we want it to be successful for everybody. Right, and I'm, and I'm pretty sure you mentioned this was at, available at no cost. Yes, yes. So if you are a VMware Cloud and AWS customer, um, that you're uh, consuming the service directly through us and not like an MSP or something mm -hmm. like that, um, it is you given to you at no cost. Uh, if you would like to do it through an MSP, obviously that would fall under the MSP. Talk to your MS. Talk to your MSP. Uh, and, and and then if you want to do on-prem to on-prem, so you right. you're you're moving data centers. Uh, huh? and things like that. This is an option still. Um, now it requires different licensing. So there's, you know, there's HCX licensing, there's NSX licensing. Interesting. Um, and we won't go down that rabbit hole today. That's a totally different episode, <laughs> but, um, but know that the option is there, you know, and, and I've seen this in cases where customers had leased equipment and their leases due and they've leased new equipment for their data center. And so they've um, used HCX to uh, migrate their workloads from, you know, one cabinet to another cabinet. Think of a V-Block, right? You've had a V-Block for three years. You're going to go onto another V-Block or VX Rails or whatever you have. You can just move that right over with mm -hmm. HCX and, and you're good to go. So it really makes even migration from uh, an old vSphere version and old equipment to a new vSphere version on new equipment much, much easier. Got it. So there's probably a lot of planning involved with the cloud migration. Are there any tools out there that are available to sort of help with it? Or where do I go if I want to start thinking about how to plan a migration of this? Yeah, for sure. So if we, uh, if you just go to our uh, cloud.vmware.com and click on VMware Cloud and AWS, we have a lot of documentation there and we have a cloud migration solution that we just launched right at VMworld. This is a pretty cool and interesting uh, solution. And we put this together to kind of help customers step through and check all the boxes, if you will, for their migration. And so it talks about planning, all the things that you need to plan for from, from you know, creating your first SDDC and configuring your first SDDC all the way through whether you need HCX or not, network considerations, security considerations, whatever that looks like. Um, and it'll literally walk you through from not, not knowing anything and not, not having anything, not even having um, an SDDC instance through the entire process all the way until your VMs are migrated onto the cloud. And you can see the tasks at hand, you can check them off. And then throughout the process, as you're going through all of those tasks, we have uh, tools and documentation and recommendations. So you get to a point and you said, why? Ah, I, I know what you're saying, I know the task at hand, but how do I do that? Uh, we'll give you, you know, hey, here's the documentation on how to do this. Here's a tool that you might find useful. For example, if you need to understand which applications are talking to each other and what those application dependencies are, you don't want to move an application and then it breaks because, oh, I forgot to move these other three or four, you know, virtual machines. So, um, you know, you could use something like uh, Network Insight, mm -hmm. you know, or something like that to map out those dependencies. So we talk about all the different tools and all the documentation you have throughout that whole process. So it's a, it's a very cool uh, solution that we is free to our customers to use. 
Excellent. So after my VMs are in the cloud, what do I do? I just monitor them, back them up, just what happens then? Yeah, I mean, they're in the cloud, right? So you don't have to do anything. Uh, no, I kid, I kid. That's definitely not the right answer. Um, so, you know, you treat it as just as if it were on-premises, right? You have to think about um, the life cycle of the VM, the metadata, um, you know, from an operations perspective, you need to kind of understand what are we doing? How are we protecting our VMs? How are we making them resilient and available? And so things like backups, you know, who's your current backup provider? You know, can you go to the VMware Cloud Marketplace and, you know, see if they have a certified solution for VMware Cloud and AWS? You know, in that, in that case, if they do, you can download the, the appliance for backups directly into your SDDC. You know, it probably leverages something like S3 to store that those backups. Um, but you want to look at a lot of different things. You want to look at backups. You know, I need to make sure my VMs are backed up. I need to make sure that I'm monitoring them. You know, am I using VROPS or am I using another third party monitoring solution? How do I connect that into my SDDC instance um, logging? Am I doing log shipping? Am I doing, um, you know, how am I doing my syslog? Am I going to use Log Insight? Different things like that. Um, so everything you look at from an operations perspective. Um, that's, you know, th those are the things that you're going to want to look at and, and just make sure that you're, you're staying consistent. And it could be things too, you know, you've got, um, you know, DRS rules and things like that on premises. Well, how does that translate? You know, do I need to make uh, compute policies? Do I need to create storage policies, you know, for certain VMs and things like that? And so all of these things play a role. Uh, so just because you move the VMs to the cloud doesn't mean your, your work is done. There's still significant things that you need to make sure that you're checking the boxes on for the sake of your applications and availability. Mm -hmm. I really like your migration diagram. So why don't we put that on the screen as we... Oh, um, certainly. As you clearly spent um, an, a ton of money putting that slide together <laughs> and crafting it. So we want to make sure it gets its knowledge. But, but plus also, I think it talks about kind of as a summary of everything we're, uh, everything we're talking about and kind of the different kind of migration options. Yeah, so I wish I could take credit for this. This is sort of the 1.0 for workload mobility um, that Ahmad produced. And uh, it's made its rounds for sure. And it, and it resonates with customers so they can kind of get a nice visual for you know, what's going on, right? So when we talk about workload mobility and in this case, migration, what is everything that I have to think about in, in, in terms of moving something or having content available in the cloud? And, and in this case, you know, if we say we have our on-premises data center on the left and our VMware Cloud and AWS um, software-defined data center on the right, you can see it's the same essentially, right? We have ESXi hosts and we have, you know, either, you know, virtual networking like distributed switches or NSX. We have whatever our storage is on-premises and we have vSAN uh, in, in the cloud. And then we have our two V centers. And so you're familiar with all of these concepts. And so, you know, one of the things that we do is we can establish hyperlink mode for that operational consistency, that single pane of glass. Um, it allows us to do things like migrate from the UI or sync content libraries and things like that. Certainly, like I said before, we can do this through API, um, but it, sometimes it makes it a lot easier to manage through the GUI. Um, syncing content libraries is huge. You can, you can create, you know, a content library in the cloud subscribe to your on-premises content library and ingest all of your templates and ISOs and different things like that. So you don't have to rebuild your, your gold templates. You know, now you can build new VMs out in the cloud without having to 
rebuild, you know, that template and patch it and do all the things that you need to do to it. Uh, and, then, and then we talk about, you know, what, what are our options here? So we have our live migration, our cold migration, we have our HCX um, available to us to, to do various migrations. Uh, and then, you know, enhanced vMotion compatibility or EVC. So when we're doing those live migrations, we can ensure that if we're moving a VM from one processor family to the other processor family, uh, that it's going to be compatible and that, the, you know, the VM is going to function and we don't have to reboot it. And this is where we kind of, you know, think about you know, we should bucketize our workloads. We should figure out what can be powered off and cold migrated, what can sustain a little bit of downtime. So maybe we're doing, you know, uh, a migration with a switchover and then, um, you know, critical apps, live migration, can't have any downtime. How, how do we accomplish this? And so this kind of just mm -hmm. shows you what, what all that looks like. It'd be great on the back of a t-shirt. I'll have to see if I can <laughs> put that together. Um, hey, thanks for your time today. This was super useful. Um, I learned a lot. Um, if you, uh, to our listeners, if you want to get to more of this, go to cloud.vmware.com and uh, there's, a, there's a menu item that says, I need to. There's a sub-menu item that says, migrate to the cloud. That's where you ought to go. You'll find information about the stuff that uh, Jeremiah talked about today. Um, including not only VMware Cloud on AWS, but also the amazing panoply, the, uh, the penumbra of offerings you get from VMware HCH, HCX, that comfortable coding of goodness that you can get from VMware HCX. Um, let's see. Um, as we're gearing up for Barcelona, there is a blog that everyone should be aware of. Uh, go to cloud.vmware.com slash community, type in VMworld EU 2019 and search for Barcelona. Um, we'll give you kind of a rundown of the things you ought to see. Also, do not miss uh, the resources that are available at cloud.vmware.com. And we'll see you again. We'll see you back again in our next episode where We'll talk about some new topic related to VMware Cloud on AWS. So it will be entertaining either way. <laughs> indeed. So for Jeremiah, this is Bill Roth, uh, a director of cloud economics at uh, VMware saying thanks very much. <laughs>